Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. This is NNN Radio. I am your host. This is going to be the night's order, like I promised y'all, and also gave y'all the context. Uh, really like the table of contents, I should be saying. All of the subjects we'll be going over. I told y'all we'll be building up gradually. And, um... Today we're going to be talking about numbers, colors, elements. Now, I've already done an episode with y'all, but this is going to be, I believe, it's literally maybe like this. No, 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 no. I done one earlier this year. So, without any further ado, let's do this quickly. A lot of people do not start with this number. But, it is first, zero, the infinite possibility right there and zero could be synonymous with infinity and you have the number one the possibility manifests one neo the prophecy there you go two the relationship when the one and the one gets together three the manifestation or you might think the mother, the father, and the child. Three is a pie. You understand where I'm coming from. Four, we have um, order, organization, foundation, right there. And then the five is the manifestation. Then you have... Um, well, five is um, anonymous, in my opinion, with work. And uh, also like communication. But definitely also six is communication. And um, esoterically speaking, I know this uh, subject we're doing. Um, six is a human number this is like um like uh synonymous with mankind if you will and then you got seven one up lucky a lot of folks consider this the greatest number or if not one of the greatest numbers and not even talking about esoterically speaking a lot of people like the number seven Number eight, synonymous with new beginnings or the completion when you, you know, get to start all over. Because number seven could be you at the top of the mountain and number eight could be you coming back down from climbing, from being up there. You know, you're ready to begin anew or like climb a new mountain. And then you got nine. If you can imagine, it's like three to the times three. You know, if you know a little bit of math. Synonymous with six, right? 
Some folks would say this is like on a higher frequency. Then you have 10. It's another number of completion. And you got 11. The one and a one in a literal case. You have 12, which is a complete number as the dozen. Now, a lot of people don't like this number. It's 13. Well, also, I was speaking with the same group of people or a different sect believes that this is an extra divine number, a very special number. Yeah, the 12, 12 is <coughs> 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 smoking, eating, drink, drinking, <coughs> and talking at the same time. So if you can imagine, like, it's just bound to happen, right? So, yeah, the 12 disciples and Jesus total of 13 you have examples like that and you know so on and so forth we could keep counting on and on do want to move on different colors can loosely be associated with different moods and um different practices regarding um different entities and you know, um, now that I think about it, colors will be just heavily used in moods. So it's like literally like also going back to your basics, <coughs> like kindergarten. That this color make you feel this, like a certain blue shade makes you feel sad, but another like blue shade might make you feel happy. And, you know, it could go for dark blue making you feel sad or, you know, or vice versa, you know. You have purple for uh, royalty, red for love and valor. But also, you know, purple could be valor and blue could even, you know, of service and of valor, of duty. So, so you even know things like that. Money could be associated with, obviously, nature and green. And I'm not going in too far as the deeper elements. I mean, we're going to be talking about the elements also, but I mean like deeper concepts because numbers, colors, and elements are also going to play a key in later episodes. I got this whole layout plan for y'all, and I think it's going to be awesome the way I formulated each lesson. That would be virtually foundation for the next lesson so um <clears throat> yep um esoterically speaking white purity black power authority and um you know white could also mean authority also um gray means uh 
the in-between of the emotions of black and white and even all the colors in between um and i believe we just went over all like all the primary colors secondary colors like yellow and orange you know i did go over green which i'll um yellow like happiness because it means like sickliness or warning caution uh, proximity um orange you know could have a joyous um you know tongue-in-cheek fruitful and um it's um could also mean warning caution feverish you know all you know a lot of these colors could also like mean it in a darker sense like red for lust and uh, green for greed um purple could be you know um prideful or even naive arrogant you know blue could be depressing you know um <coughs> black could be deaf you know and white could be exclusionary or like a virgin naive you know whatever gray could be like indecisive and you know we we could just keep rolling with the punches with with the colors now with the elements um in later in later episodes i'm gonna go into more um like extra elements because uh some like like speaking on a um what would you call it from a chemist's point of view <laughs> there's a lot of elements as we all know and plenty undiscovered so um let's go just with the basic four real quick <coughs> so you got air and um the air could also be associated with some colors right and um you know i just don't want to overburden you with information that might be useless just very practical what it means uh esoterically speaking it's it could be associated with different emotions and um air can can both be like masculine and feminine matter of fact all the elements so i should skip that um air could be like you know associated with the zodiac signs air could be associated with entities air could be associated with um how you could um perform exercise meditate obviously air as you could you know like breathing patterns when you want to meditate when you're talking about air then you got the next element yeah fire and i'm not going in any particular um you know direction so next is uh fire <coughs> like i said you can imagine what emotion fire could be and um fire what can be the tricky thing is what you're thinking is it 
And it's also practical, like with candles and cauldrons, and um, it's uh, one of you know the 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 four primary, like main elements. It also goes with a direction, which I'm not gonna go over with y'all because I don't even know it off the top of my head right now. It'll be in later lessons. I literally just have want to go over just the very basics to say you know and we went over this and we will be applying these in later more complicated more ex more explanation and in fact i'm holding back a lot of information because it just might be very unnecessary and i just notice how other other people it you know for maybe like me you know and i've been researching and studying for years i could pick up on the pace but i uh, i could imagine other people <coughs> just lost you know so um let's go with the next element water all around this a big key you know to how emotional water could be and stuff like that and then you got the earth. So, if you can imagine, when you're doing meditation, or when you're noticing your environment, notice the elements that are around you. So here you go. Notice the colors that you wear, the colors that you see, the colors that are around you. And notice the numbers. How much this, how much that is associated with this and with that, if you ever notice. So, keep your eyes open. And I'll be back with you in a future episode. Four, three, two, one. This meeting is being recorded. Hey, Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, a.k.a. Miss Hip Hop. And today we have a dope guest with us, okay? And let me tell you why he's a dope guest. He's been with me all the way from the start, like in the beginning, from the breaks to the to the, the get-ups to everything. <laughs> you know, when I was just audio, he was right there, so... I, this is a special moment just to see somebody face to face for the very first time. You feel me? Yes. Okay. So you guys, um, you feel me? Without further ado, bring next up to the mic all the way from New Jersey, my homie, PLS Zaddy. Hey, what's good? What's happening? How's Chicago? Chicago's great. <laughs> and when you was talking about the origin, that brought me back memories. You know, because it feels like our first interview was like two years ago. That was before COVID-19 struck, and that made it feel like such a long time ago, right? Wow, yeah, you're right. You're right about that, James. Dang. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. So we're going to get this in and everything. Um, PLS Zaddy, I call him James, but... Why don't you tell everybody out there, you know what I'm saying, a little bit about yourself and your hobbies and 
Why did you get started into music in the first place? All right, I'm repping from North Jersey. That is Montclair. And you could call me a producer. I love to call myself an artist because I love to branch off in different arts, whether it be visual or audio. And I had my upbringing with producing and uh, doing my own rapping, meeting up with guys at my school, in my neighborhood, coming to my studio. And we were always recording demos over other instrumentals because that was during the mixtape era when you could buy instrumental mixtapes and we would rap over those. So, yeah, I go like maybe 2003 all the way up to now producing. That's dope because I told you before, like in the first interview, you had like a different unorthodox style, you know, just the way you produce and record certain things. It's like layers on layers on layers, you know, and that just brings us back to the 90s school era, you know. So um, I forgot to ask you uh, the icebreaker question, which was, who is your favorite rock band of all? Hmm. Of all time. You know, um, my favorite. Okay, that's easy. It's Cersei Survive. I grew up off of that band. Who I don't know who they are. <laughs> They're a post-hardcore rock band, you'll call oh. them. Like on the progressive side. So not like too heavy metal-ish? Um, yeah, they are heavy because it's, I think they're technically called post-hardcore. Surpassing heavy heavy metal. Yeah, um, my visualization of heavy metal is like uh, Guns N' Roses. Really? I don't know. What's your interpretation of heavy metal? Okay, my interpretation of heavy metal is like Marilyn freaking Manson. Ah, see, that's a little more metal. I think I would categorize him. Okay, so what's the difference between metal and post hard? metal um if i had to take a guess hardcore would be derivative of um classic rock and metal would be more of a even more progressive non-linear uh layout of of music if i had to take a guess with uh metal um and of course i'm not i'm no ex expert i'm over here um describing it as i see fit yeah, that's dope to me, though. Um, you, uh, you're a Nirvana fan, right? You love Kurt Cobain? Yes, yes, because that rock band is like the big rock band of my child, young era. Remember growing up, always hearing about that band. And it was so, like, mysticized, of course, after when Kurt Cobain died. And that actually amplified um, my curiosity in uh, his life and his approach to art, what he stood for, and um, also the risk taking that he took. What type of risk taking did he take in your eyes? Because I saw some risk taking too. Being so open minded about race ideas, I remember he had few interviews where he goes out of his way to uh, express equality. Um, and, you know, in rock music, um, people would consider that kind of risky. And, yeah. um, and the elephant in the room, of course, is drugs. Yes. 
you know, and uh, being open about his love life. Mm-hmm. Courtney Love. Yes, yes. And, you know, that's all risky. But, you know, um, in retrospect, I see it as bravery. And it's um, it's really shameful that he, he, you know, died at an early age because I would be so curious on what more he could have done. Yeah, that that's a, a real question to pose. Like, if they were to live longer, where would they be now, you know? Yeah. So that brings me to my next question. What type of legacy would you like to leave behind for your people? I would like to leave behind a legacy that people would live life shameless and fearless. You know, um, through me, I hope people would feel a need to want to shed an ego and want to be able to express themselves as comfortably as as they see fit and to, you know, care less about what other people may think that would hinder your ability to self-preservate yourself. Because I noticed that people damage themselves by hiding themselves. Dang, this is the first time I've been speechless. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. My bad. No, I, I bring I bring this exclusive, intense feeling, and that's what you, that's what you're getting off of me. Yeah, and I guess we're gonna skip this part of the music, yo. Okay. <laughs> first of all, your single Koopy. It's Koopy, right? Yes. Okay. That was based off please tell me a non fictional, right? Yes, it is all non-fictional. Um, um, in a way, I don't mean to knock Nas, but that's my approach to that song. It's like sort of like telling a story through a window of like a compilation of different people's lives and, you know, formulating it into a timeline story in that one verse, as you can hear. But obviously, I'm putting myself in the driver's seat, and that's why it's called Koopy. Right, right. Now, that part I did catch. I ain't gonna lie. I don't catch everything, but go mm-hmm. back to the part when you were talking about the different compilations of stories you implemented, like Nas. Okay, so in when you was talking about my origin of how I start music and my approach is without me knowing, my my context of music and hip-hop is really like a compilation of history it really hasn't came from the start so my approach to beat making is layer by layer and when I formulate a story I could see myself in like different avenues and try to um like almost like do like what an artist would do steal like an artist if you ever heard that quote so I was able to take egos that i saw from battle rap apparently wow yeah that's also the origin of my artistic approach in that single is um there was a moment where i wanted to get some insight in battle rapping and i noticed their aggressive approach and what they say and there's like a borderline if you know in battle rap we all know it's sort of like yeah. you know play a character yeah you have to sell the role 
So, and you have to be shameless, you know, you have to be fearless, like I said. So that, that's, that's where, you know, I was able to channel just being, being comfortable with storytelling, Mm -hmm. you know, because not, not every story has to be, you know, for real, for real, you know. That's true. That is so true. It's, It's like your songs take me on a trip throughout history because I know, um, one of your songs you had on the holiday album, you were talking about the, uh, hold on, don't tell me, um, the, the, the most evil emperor in Rome. And you talked about, um, in that song, just like some crazy shit because he was insane in the red brain. Like, like for real, like Cypress Hill, <laughs> you know? You wow. want to talk about that? <laughs> Oh, yes. Now I do know what you're talking about. This song is called Caliglia, I believe I'm pronouncing it. Yeah. And um, when I um, learned about that guy, it was sort of like a foreshadowing or maybe like um, a telling a tale of this could be you if you lose yourself. And to sum up his story is that he starts off good. He starts off with a promise. But his demise takes shape in his ability to self-indulge himself all the time. And his self-indulgence turns into weird obsessions. And it, it becomes his demise. So in, in a way, when I was making that beat, I was sort of like trying to channel the self-indulgence, the belligerence, and the ego in that song of like, you know what? Maybe I'm not Caesar. Maybe I'm not Julius or Octavia. You know, maybe I'm not Neo. But right. in this instance, you know, I could be Caliglia. Yeah. So um, to give you also more influence on um, insight, I should say, on the beat, the sample came from Doom. And the video game Doom is... Um, you know, when you have to go into a metaphorical cave and battle demons and, you know, that that was also like the subliminal, um, I guess, influence and my my encouragement in the, in the song making, you know, I would say. Hey, man, this is dope. Um, so you would, I, I, what I'm getting from is like subliminal message to your depression that you were facing a couple of years back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, to to come to think about it, I think maturely speaking, in my experience, any person that has dealt with depression has always dealt with depression. And maybe it it changes shape and form throughout your your aging process. And um, to make the long story short, a lot of times I notice that I do have the ability to channel not just happy-go-lucky feelings, but also darker emotions yes. and feelings into my music. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that it, it is helpful because, um, to be honest with um, my music making, is my music is sort of like um, exclusive, you're hearing this type of, you know, vibe. It's not really like, hey, everybody, come along. Let's all listen to this. 
this is sort of like something that you come across that you sort of want to learn about yourself through me. I'm hoping some people are able to reflect on themselves or or at least come to mind of some of the things that I bring up in my topics subliminally. And I noticed that depression, you know, bringing it up can be useful. I don't want it to come up to, you know, to, to make somebody feel that way. Right, you know, right, I, right, I, I right. hope my music don't come off that way. So, you know, that that's always my, my achievement is that through me, I could bring this and shed, you know, to light on, you know, depression as we're talking, you know, whatever. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Um, and I got, I felt that in, in your music and it, it felt like when I first listened to it, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I had to listen to it a few times because I'm like, where is he coming from with this, you know? Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure, like, oh, you thinking about this for real? But, like, no, you're channeling it from your gifts that you have, because you can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, go ahead, baby. You know, and I did started to pick up on the point of um, depression having different shapes and forms and how I channel that into my music. It's that I noticed that until, you know, you really know how rock bottom feels you're pretty good at channeling that so i noticed that i'm well, in my music making I, I got better and better at that yeah 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 you definitely <laughs> <laughs> yo no seriously because you know nobody starts off perfect you know mm-hmm. it's always about a build-up and you definitely got that down packed um and, and, and also, um i do notice that you you did pick up on the song crazy as hell and a lot of other people picked up on that song, despite all these other songs and topics I that I release. And I just noticed that, yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at being able to channel that because I think for an artist, it has to be authenticity. And your listeners and your fans pick up on what's authentic to what you're producing and what's, you know, sort of like fugazi, if you will. So, you know... I, I noticed that my listeners and my fans, they really like me in that mode and being really bold and up in front with, with that, with my face on the cover, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's what I noticed what success actually means. You know, success isn't what, what you're most profitable off of. Your success right, right. isn't your latest song, your latest project, it isn't your first project, right, it isn't right. your most proudest project, you know, I know that success is the one where people always bring it up, you know, people, people like always remember that, you know, and, and, and artists, we love to get caught up in, oh, this is my most expensive song, you're, you're going to really like this song, you're, this is the song that got this feature on it, but... <laughs> They always know their most successful song is the one people are always going to remember and it's going to chime in their head whenever they see your face. That's true. You're definitely right about that. I didn't think of it because you never know how it's going to happen or attract uh, what crowd your tribe, you know? Well, honestly, people know. And the artists, because the unfortunate thing is what rarely happens for an artist is their most successful song isn't their favorite song. It's a lot of times it most likely is their first song. 
you know, the song that they're always going to bring up and you notice some big name artists, they won't record their first hit because they're tired of that. But it is their most successful hit. It is a hit everybody around the nation, around this world would know them for. Wow. Um, I don't want to keep talking about depression, but I kind of do. Oh, um, yeah, please do. Because okay, I, I think people do need, you know, some light shed on other topics. And our our culture is in this, like, people have been saying toxic positivity movement now right. that's going on. It's like becoming toxic to be overly positive and yes. to like label certain, you know, put all these like little happy-go-lucky labels and try to filter in the censorship and, you know, try to control certain topics, I notice. Yeah, you was definitely on freaking point. Like, you focused this hell right now. Um, okay, so I'm looking at your background and it looks absolutely amazing. I see Michael Jackson on the wall, so he must be one of your favorite artists too. By default, yeah. by by default, he he is because my family members are Michael Jackson fans and Diana Ross, Prince, Prince wow, is right yes. there. Wow. T- Teddy Pentagram. No, that's um that's from a family member and me being an admirer of music, I I had to decorate my wall with with some of that. Of course, I have. My my upbringing, my first impression of Michael is bad. Michael. Yeah. I don't really know Thriller Michael because every time I came across Thriller Michael, this was the Michael I saw all the time, if you notice. <laughs> so, you know, sort of uh, surreal. Still looking at it, nostalgic, of course, looking at Thriller Michael Jackson right next to Bad Michael Jackson. That is so cool. Um... I think Michael Jackson suffered from depression, too. You know, I think all artists do. I think a lot of people do. And like you said, it just comes in different forms, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, it may sound cliche. The most famous people all go through this spectrum of emotions. And all of them go through that low point. Muhammad Ali, you know, throwing away the belt, refusing to go to war. You know Michael Jackson with his um, family life, and and we could go on and on and on. You know Napoleon, you know exile, um, Alexander, the death of his father. You know, Alex- what happened with Alexander? Alexander the Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what happened? What's his oh, father? Um, Philip the Second. Okay, so I guess you don't know that much history, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a history buff. And I, I, I noticed that the more you learn history, the more you begin to see human interaction simplified. And you're able to uh, realize the basis of um, the meaning of life. And um, if I could say real briefly is the meaning of life is to always change, always evolve. And to always have a family and a connection with your community. This is the second time you made me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like me. Like, I'm serious. That's so cool. Can you repeat that again? So, you know, got to be a clip. Because, because a lot of times we think 
the meaning of life is happy emotion. We think the meaning of life is um, to be an upright citizen. We think the meaning of life is to have a certain amount of money. But I notice all throughout history, the real meaning of life, the real reason why us humans are unique and, and uh, we're different from other animals is because we change and we evolve, meaning that we were, were able to progress. We're able to do something different unlike all the other animals in the kingdom. We must always be comfortable with, with that progression because if we ever regress, we're not being human. The other element, I would say, meaning of life is connection with family and your community. I noticed that the beings that disconnect are, they, they go through a spiritual, emotional death. They do. And when you have family, when you have that backing, like in the hero's tale, he got his lover, he got his child, he, he got something, or she, they got something more than just a diamond, more than just a crown, more than just a monster that, that progresses them. And we subliminally know that. And to convert that into human life, we notice that through other people in our life. That's why we say, oh, that person is shallow. That person is fugazi because they're all about the emotion. <laughs> or they're all about, you know, the cell phone, the money. But once when we get a sense that they're dating, subliminally we connect. Oh, it's more than that. Because that's, that's I guess, our, our evolutionary program programming in us is to progress and to connect with one another. That's why I think we're looking at the internet as such a blessing because... It's, it's, I guess, a part of our innate uh, nature to connect with each other. Wow, indeed, indeed. And COVID-19 shed a big light on that fact that we need human connection. So yes. I think um, we took granted, we took that for granted having human connection. And now that it was taken away from us, we yearn for it again because we know that that is within us. Yes. It's by nature. It's by nature. It's the reason why we survive day to day. You're so cool. <laughs> because I, I, I got to the point in my life, you know, I got old enough to see things in transparency and to to realize what is at the core element of all conversations, of all elements in in all people. And I think when you lie to people, you lie to yourself. Yes. And, you know, you're in denial and you're not yourself. It goes back to that original point I said, you know, you got to live life shameless, meaning you can't be lying because you're shameful. You know? Wow. You are a deep person. You know that. And, <laughs> I, you know, um, tell me more about your um your your pink album i mean not pink pink glow tell me about that because i know that's about bananas <laughs> glow pink and i don't know why i came up with the name glow pink instead of pink glow because i guess people would normally say pink glow instead of glow pink but i i think subliminally why i chose the word glow is the first command is to glow to illuminate to light up my interpretation of light is truth. 
you know, truth and the life. So my command is for you to glow. But in my instance, for, for me, I really like the color pink. And, and the shameless part is, you know, in boy culture or man culture, you know, they sort of shame yes. away. So it's almost like me subliminally, again, coming out of the shell and being brave, being fearless. Glow pink. I want you to glow. You could glow red. You could glow blue. I'm about to glow pink. So, is this an EP or an album? Technically, when I was looking at it being registered, it's going to be considered singles because it's under 15 minutes long. I noticed that about some of your projects. Uh, They were really short, and I wondered about that. I I think that's pretty cool. It's kind of like what... Uh, the flow and flow is, you know, get things out, get things out. And I think it's actually going to revert back to the times of recording in the 60s and the 50s where um, songs were a little bit longer, you know? Yeah, because um, you have this new streaming, you know, thing going on. And we notice that when you stay on an artist for a longer period of time, they're able to generate that. So it's going to have to revert back to long albums, long releases, possibly, you know, maybe I think there's still going to be short songs because the purpose of the short song is for you to play it again. Oh, I like it so much. Let's play it again. And it gets more plays naturally because it's short. But I think, you know, like what you said, I think we're going to go back to the LPs era the long play era yes indeed um i want to talk about one of um wait we're not done with pink glow glow pink i want to (laughs) (laughs) it's okay how many um tracks are you planning on having on that and how many will be instrumentals like playing with your guitar versus uh, Mm. storytelling okay so um my musical direction, um, because I'm getting into releasing music at a later age in my life, so I have the liberty and the ability to release songs at my ease and to take a artistic direction with, okay, I could have these song releases that'll take me in this direction. I could release these amount of singles to take me in that direction. And... Um, my initial start was to release some experimental releases here and there. And then I went into a whole rap genre. And then I stopped and started to do my rock genre. And what I noticed is um, a lot of the folks, um, well, I'm being honest, a lot of the folks, they really were liking releases that involve my rhythm guitarist and his yeah. singing. And I was like, okay, man, I, I think we need to switch up something, you know, like, like they can't just come to the show just for you, you know, <laughs> like, like, let, let's, let's try a different approach, you know, so I could get some success with both of our involvement in, in a, a song release. And a lot of those songs that you're hearing are literally just demos, you know? So uh, obviously because of COVID-19 coming and we had to quarantine, that really messed up a lot of the band practices. And um, that I do have uh, coming 
and I hope to, you know, make some more music in the rock genre. So the reason why I said that and to not, you know, disappoint you, but this is going to be a hardcore rock, I mean, a hardcore rap release. That's cool, you know, because I know the rock is coming soon, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really love the idea of me um, using instruments and creating sounds and seeing where my artistic flow goes. I really love that idea. And I really love the artistic idea of combining both rock and rap together. Uh, idealistically, <laughs> how you do it, you know? You're hey, not you. necessarily merging the two together. <laughs> it's like you're keeping them at bay and you're experimenting like a scientist would, you know? You know, it's interesting. I don't see myself doing that, but it's but you're giving me an insider of how somebody would view myself as my rock approach as somebody that's putting rap and rock together. <laughs> yeah, man. You got that. Hey, thank you. I take it as a compliment. For sure, for sure. It definitely is a compliment. Um, let me go to my question. Because mm-hmm. um, I had another question. Where's it? Okay, here we go. Okay, so this is literally a random question, but um, mm-hmm. just well, not really, but sixty, your sixty-two Marilyn Monroe from your album Holiday. Um, that was the perfect title to that song because it evoked or organic <laughs> orgasms. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just saying, like it just did or whatever, because it just made you think about sex and stuff like that. And then it was like all up in your head and what you think about certain aspects of the anatomy. I think that was pretty cool and everything, but um, <clears throat> what made you, did you come up with the title first, Marilyn 62, but she died in 62, or did you write the song first? Um, Writing the song first, and, you know, maybe maybe she was subliminally in my head when I was making the beat also. You know, maybe maybe subliminally I told my 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 good friend, who I also call a uncle, hey, yeah, this sound like Marilyn Monroe type of vibes, like you about to go on a dinner date with her in Paris. So now I mean, channel those vibes. You know, when, when whenever I'm in the studio with um my friend, I I be totally honest with him in my artistic direction, and he never came. Well, honestly, rarely came to a point because I can't even think of one time he was like you know what James I don't, I don't like that concept I ain't gonna be on that track with you you know he he goes with the flow and I really admire that he's able to help me channel um my my artistic direction so you know um when you hear that track you're you're hearing him rap and you're you know subliminally hearing me influencing with uh delivering that and uh making the beat you know, coming up with the title and, um, you know, the, the, the visuals that come along with it. Because ironically, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm the only one that could get that idea, but it's, it's a success. You also get that idea. Of course. Of course. Uh, was your friend on the Holiday album with you? Oh, yeah. That Holiday album. Because now that I think about it, I was using a distributor and they sort of yoked up my features, well, me registering features on that album. So I think, now that I think about it, all of those songs register as just me on the track. But I, I had uh, my cousin, 
feature on some of those songs and a good friend of mine feature on those songs. So are they ar ar artists on the regular or? Yes. Just... Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah What's you... their names? Well, my cousin is King Young Dread. He's um, married in the family. And that's, I consider him cousin, you know, family. Yes. And uh, a, a classroom friend after school, still recording, you know, wow. a good friend of mine. That's fun. Cool. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, <laughs> King Young Dread and um, my friend Squeeze. But, you, you know, I, I keep switching up his name, so you might see his name pop up at Squeeze World. Yeah, honestly, that's that's where the inspiration came from. My very first time coming across Juice World, I was like, "Wow, this kid is relatable. He has talent." And I listened right. ever since, you know, and and followed his path. And I was like, "You know what? He's talking about something different, and he's making it sound cool." That's exactly what I got from him too, because he was kind of like on that dark path too, mm -hmm. battling the demons within his mind from his drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're right. It does make that relatable to talk about shit like that. I'm sorry. You just got to talk about it. Yeah. Because it's in here in this got to come out yeah. somehow in a, in a positive, normal way, I'll say, normal way. And that's kind of like what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love Juice World. Uh, he's from, you know, he's from Chicago, too. So, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. I was devastated when he left. Yeah. You know, I, I hear him on on a lot of tracks and just admire how natural talented he sounds and how comfortable he sounds it doesn't sound like he's reaching it sounds like it's all authentic and it's all there and what really blew my mind also to show you how authentic he was he was on a rap radio freestyle rapping for about an hour or so yeah so that was like the proof in the pudding of his talent and his calling and his purpose you you are beautiful inside and out. You feel me? Oh, uh, thank you. I just like the way you think. I like the way you speak. I like your music, and your music makes me think too. Because I had to look up a whole lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really hope that through me, you start getting an idea of how I think, and it inspires you to do your research. Because I do my research, you know. Um, so I know COVID's still here, la la la, but when do you plan on giving us a video, a new video? You know, for a surprise, because, um, here's a up. I gave you the song Koopy, but yeah. the real single is called Orange Zoom, which features me and King Young Dread on it. We oh. got some scenes, uh, shot for a music video that we're going to release the day after the singles drop. So after you watch the music video, you could go listen to the singles and, you know, indulge yourself in, in our world. And what's the name of the single that's uh, dropping April 23rd? Orange Zoom. Orange Zoom. Yes, Orange Why Zoom. Why did you name it Orange Zoom? <laughs> because it's like going back to me channeling, me being in the driver's seat and, um... The 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 tight um the chorus is me saying, I'm in a car, orange zoom. You know, I don't want to give it away too much because you know I I I, I, I like I like my releases, 
So, you know, I gave you the Koopy song so you don't get confused with, all right, I hear this person rapping and I hear this other person rapping. I want the fans to know exactly, you know, who they're listening to when, you know, when we play this preview or if you do. For sure. Right. I don't want to confuse the fans. No, we don't want to confuse the fans, no. Uh, Koopy is, is has just you featured on there. And oh, yeah. Orange Zoom has your friend Red Dragon on there, right? <laughs> no, my cousin, King Young Dread. King Young Draft. Dread. Yep. Dread. King Dread. Young Dread. <laughs> oh, Dread, Dread, dang. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Uh, okay, so I did have another question for you. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, duh. I have it in my hand. Okay. So you had this crazy-ass song on, and I think it was on Holiday, too. It was called Sean. Um, all I got to ask you is, how do you kiss your mother with that mouth, okay? Because it's just, like, called, it's crazy stuff called coming Sean? out there. Called Sean? Yeah, it's S I A. Maybe I spelled S I A M. Oh, oh. <laughs> and and even even my friend, he's like, what's the name of that song again? Because he gets the name mixed up, um, gets it uh, messed up. It's called Cyan, and it's Cyan, and it's named after a Lamborghini car. And um, you know me and. Yeah. For for some reason, cars keep on popping up, and <laughs> I could tell you the reason why. Okay, real quick. So, and I'm gonna answer your question about cyan and do you kiss your mother with that? Yeah, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. So, car was my first word that I ever pronounced. So that's probably why I'm always like subliminally rapping about like being in a car, zooming, like being on the go, being out and about. So. Also, you know, there's this uh, Lamborghini car, a picture of it that was been hanging up in my room ever since I was a young child. And it's a white Lamborghini. And that that gave me, um, you know, really excited about that, that car franchise and this brand. I always wanted one just from, you know, looking at it as a child, like, yeah, I'm gonna get me one of those. So if I had to take a guess, you know, me in the studio after making a beat, I'm like, yeah, it's like some Lamborghini type music. Like, and then my friend will hop on the beat and that's who you hear. That's who you hear rapping on the track is him just like saying, you know, everything. I mean, also my friend, he loves to drink beer. And he loves to be really drunk when he raps. So <laughs> that's also what you're hearing. You know, he's he's channeling that, that spirit in him, you know, to, to come out and to, you know, speak proud or whatever of, of, of whatever concept that comes to our mind. We're in, in my studio, we, we love to freestyle rap and... Um, you know, uh, some people be like, gosh, man, I, I really want to write down something. But, you know, we just be always in the in the spirit, in the heat of the moment, making all this great music. And I, I, I love I love being on that edge of music making. Hell yeah. Say hi. I know you're in my interview, right? <laughs> Hello. I'm sorry, Simon. <laughs> this is my cat, Simon. 
Hello, hello. Okay, I'm putting down he's he mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that <Sure>. cameo. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, I think I, I, for a long time, I love to believe that my family members don't know my lifestyle. We love to believe that our lives are so private, but people do pick up on you. People put together the pieces. And there's um, times in my life where I, I took, it took me a while to figure out when my mother would initiate certain conversations with me. Where did that actually came from? She's probably picking up on my life, picking up on some of the things that I do, some of the things that I'm saying, you know, in the other room that she hears just through the walls. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's... It, I, I do kiss my mother with that mouth. And um, I think, um, you know, to be really personal, it's me and my mother, we just have this, um, like, distant but kind of close relationship because uh, we, we be going through the same type of woes. So you, you kind of close to your mom? Yeah, we are because, um, you know, I still live with my folks to this day. Cool. Yep, that's what's up. Shoot, you know, everybody needs their family. You need somebody. Everybody needs somebody, period. <laughs> um. Okay, so... Let's see, what other? Um, I think I asked you all the questions. Oh no, I got one. Um, mm -hmm. come here, baby. How uh, how many languages do you speak? Uh, just one. I. And I'm tired. Ready. Yep. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. <laughs> it's your boy Key Yard. With PLS Zaddy. It is gonna be a music review. Holy P. Fucking with his new album, mixtape, whatever you want to call it. Rumors of War. You know that boy down there in Florida, man. Once you make it big, they can see you as a target. In a quarter mile, take exit 15 for New Jersey 21 toward Newark Belleville. Shit. 
In 1,000 feet, turn left onto New Jersey 21 North. Turn left onto New Jersey 21 North. This the hood? Oh, I'm saying that. I'm running with no backing down. I already found some locations. I'm running with no backing down. I'm running with gangs, no backing down. Oh, it's a lounge for the open mic. Oh, you said they go to the lounge? Yeah, I'm going to lie. Alright, let me tell you what they look like. It's that cola P is up. I went on and shared it to you so it'd be easy for you to click from Google. Like it's right on Google. I'm running with killers, no backing down. I know niggas got killed and never found. They went to hating, so I moved out of town. Nigga never gave me shit, that's why I got it off the ground. It's up now, it's stuck now. So tired of being home, we will fuck now. It's up now. 
It's tough now. Oh, yeah. It's so tired of being home. Look, with him, too. I'm paranoid. I got murder on my mind. When I was dead, That's that cold song right there. That's the next artist? Nah, he said his name Coley P. Mm -hmm. He said the P stands for phenomenal. Woo! That's what we talk about. Why don't you play that other song in front? Oh, Girl, I thought you were gonna switch up, bro. Whatever. Let that shit blast, bro. You better listen. When I was dead broke, I couldn't afford to pay attention. He'll hit it in these streets, but now I hear that nigga snitch. Told y'all in my first tape, but y'all ain't even pay attention. I've been hot for a minute, but I'm still living. Oh, Jay ain't gonna lie, man. He wasn't even got that professional for all the men. It's dope. I can't front on that, man. Right? Yeah, we listen. Pump, sick, bitches, glistening. Hit my dog, just pop the check. He up and listen. Can't afford niggas rap. I think you better listen. When I was dead broke, I couldn't afford to pay attention. He'll hit it in these people. Now he ain't got no shit. Electric Oh, yeah. They gon' put it on repeat. Sick and tired, nigga, acting do 
Fuck with King Andre here, yeah, it's everywhere. Hey, yeah, we been a lot of places. Yeah, one day you have to be Because I noticed they don't have a lot of things in Carney. 
dead thought while while we ride now. We should check out some yeah, get some business done.
doing check marks. Fight, I look at it, I heard the dude beat you up, and all he do is fight, forgot to 
Just a 
day, so. I'm from the city where I don't know your name, 
auntie told her what they saying. Her niggas want me dead, but they ain't dropping off a band. Look, holy God, sit you understand. Still don't deal with this, still 500 bands. Jersey 21 North. More shows we do, more people that come out. 
Our price gets higher. 500. We 800 now. Oh my god. Shoot. You guys doing a Coley P episode. Keep left to continue on New Jersey 20 North. Continue on New Jersey 20 North for one and a half miles. Keep left to continue on New Jersey 20 North for one and a half miles. 